Hallelujah. I'll start up just one sentence up. For the church must move in order to fulfill. For the church must be filled in order to go over every hill. For the church is equipped and must be stirred to be able to hear and to move and to go through. I'll move on hands and I'll move on feet. I'll move on eyes to see and ears to hear. For this is the family, you know, that is very near. Yes, 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 you do have blood relatives, but the body of Christ, your body, those that are in your body working with you many times will be the closest to you for sometimes you know it will be hard for you to speak or hard for you to think but others will get up and get alongside you and pray on your behalf and stand with you for I have called each and every member of my body to overcome I have called for each and every member of my body to overcome in every arena so do not shrink back or say or even think I can't go that way I can't carry out that plan you can do it in me saith the Lord in me and in my strength in you so if it takes a miracle for you if it takes something to be created that is not available yet it shall come and it shall be done for I have already called each and every member of my body to overcome I made a way and, a, and the blood of my son is making that way clear today boundaries 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 all kinds of boundaries many that man has placed in the way but my strength in you will take you out through those natural boundaries and move you into new realms spiritually they have been provided for you and put in place to carry you all the way through to your destiny. Doors, 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 doors galore. Right doors, wrong doors, doors to be opened, doors to be closed, plans to be started, plans to be stopped, steps to be taken and turns to be made. Rest in me, rest in me and take my strength upon you for the touch of my spirit, the presence, the authority, the equippings are in you. Hallelujah. I especially like the part where it talked about you might not be able to do, say something or do something and people would come alongside you and pray. When you're in the body, there is a benefit to being in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And to be hooked up with your own company in the body. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we're talking about being watchmen. Hallelujah. So we'll turn over first tonight to 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Y'all ready for the word? First John 5, 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So if we're going to overcome the world, we're going to have to release faith, aren't we? Hallelujah. Now, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, quit talking because you're distracting me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it, but if I have to do it every service, I will. Hallelujah. Praise God. We got to have a respect for the Word of God. We got to have respect. And we're not talking about three-year-olds in this room. Hallelujah. Praise God. And during prayer, there's a disrespect when you're laughing, cutting up, and talking during prayer. And it's not going to happen anymore. That's the last time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a spiritual battle we're fighting here. For respect, for authority, for the fivefold ministry gift, for the Word of God, and for the presence of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. We're going to have to use faith to overcome the world. Hallelujah. There are three Hebrew words for watchman in the Bible. We're talking about being a watchman. They're Natsar, Shamar, and Sephath. Defensive or protective is the connotation of those three words. Both defensive and protective. Offensive or aggressive is the second application of those two words. They're both defensive and aggressive, but defensive is more prominent, the more prominent way. It takes defense to make a team. Amen? I have noticed in Alabama football that, and even I heard recently, you know, you watch the news, and uh, the new offensive coordinator said, well, we're getting good because we're playing with such a good defense. We're playing against such a good defense. And uh, so the defensive, the defense, to me, seems very important. I've seen people have a good quarterback, and I don't know a lot about football, so I'm just up here kind of winging it on this. But I've seen people have a good quarterback but not have much of a defense, and nothing happened much. Amen? Is that, do you think that that's right? Uh, I've seen, uh, I've seen if you had a good, have you, we've seen this in Alabama football where sometimes the defense made more touchdowns than the offense. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, you know, we don't prefer it that way. I'm sure coach doesn't prefer it that way. But I tell you what, defense can be very powerful in football, but we're talking about a spiritual concept here. It can be so powerful uh, spiritually. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the New Testament words, we're going to get those two, and then we're going to look up some scriptures, is Gregorio, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, Agrupnio, and they refer to protection. They refer to being awake. They refer to being sleepless as a sentry or lookout or night watchman. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're to remain awake and watch for signs of trouble as watchmen. It means we're to be on the alert. We're to receive prophetic warnings from the Lord and engage in intercessory prayer. Now, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again tonight. Is I believe that when there's trouble, God always tries to warn every Christian. I'm not sure about other people. Uh, I don't know that he has the mechanism to warn other people. I believe he would do it. I mean, God wants to protect every person. God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He does not gain pleasure when the wicked die. He wants the wicked to be saved. He wants them to come to Christ. He wants them to have every chance to come to Christ. So, But God gave the authority to man in the earth. Hallelujah. And our ability to hear God, and, I, and, and the Bible says, my sheep hear his sheep hear his voice. My sheep hear my voice is what he said. If, and so we hear his voice. We know he does. For us to say we don't hear God is to call the word of God untrue. Because it says my sheep hear my voice. So we may, may not have trained ourselves to listen effectively. Or sometimes we don't know what we're listening for. And sometimes we're li listening for something great, much, much bigger than what... Uh, hallelujah than what, how God really speaks. 
Hallelujah. He speaks out an audible voice, but that is a rare thing for him to speak in an audible voice. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So we are to head off problems at the past. It, 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 it off at the past. I I want maybe I'll tell you now about our personal story of our friends. Um, we known these people. Their names are Lynn and Diane Long. They're from Seminole originally. Now they live in San Antonio, and uh, are in the San Antonio area. And they uh, we've known them since Michael was a farmer. We've known her especially that long because she worked in a farm store where we bought supplies and stuff. And so, and they're, they have been close friends for probably the last 10 years with my dad and, and Rita. And so uh, we got to know them. And the main reason we've gotten to know them, though, is because Lynn uh, was diagnosed with cancer maybe three years ago or something like that. I believe it was, is it prostate? Prostate never say that right anyway prostate cancer and so my dad his his one thing he does is anybody that gets sick that he knows or in Seminole he takes them Michael's book hallelujah and uh, that he wrote on healing and so and we have some testimonies from Seminole of people that have gotten healed from that book and so it's it's amazing but uh, so anyway he gave Lynn his book and then when we went to my uncle's funeral a couple of years ago in Mineral Wells, Texas, well Lynn and Diane came too just to be with my dad dad. And so um we got to know them even better and Michael began to communicate with Lynn and call him and and um and and then we began to send them faith materials and they're Baptist and they just getting started the last couple of years in the things of healing, but they he just faithfully and religiously every morning reads the book him and diane together and they make those confessions and diane tells michael that sometimes she'll come in and he'll just be reading the book and so but they're just babies in the things of the spirit so they don't know anything about watching and praying or about um uh, not just watching and praying, they have no concept when something happens to that you could pray and change a circumstance. They just don't understand. They haven't seen that. They don't know it. Well, uh, my dad called me Monday and told me that Sunday afternoon at their ranch down in uh, close to San Antonio, they um, that their their whole their son, one of their sons and wife, his wife, and all that their three their three children were down there this is kind of emotional for me but they were down there and uh, I don't know what they were doing but they have a pond out by their uh, in their ranch and uh, the grandson was a junior in college he was 22 years old and he stepped in the water and touched the bridge that's over the pond and there was a short evidently and he got electrocuted oh I know it just it just oh my lord and so and but I just said, God, I got to tell this, even though it's not a pleasant thing to hear. We like to hear good testimonies. We don't want to hear bad ones. But we've got to know that knowing how to watch and pray, knowing how, you know, and I, I've just been like, oh, God, don't let Diane and Lynn blame themselves. You know, and, cause, and, and the funny thing is Lynn is, he is like the, he is like, 
one of those that's over the top on steroids perfectionist everything on his ranch has to be perfect my dad says that if you ever say you'd like a pack of gum or anything when you're at his house he goes he doesn't buy one he buys five and everything he buys he says he has three of he's just so perfectionistic and everything and so you know that's just it's just hard and so i'm not trying to be gruesome or bring bad news in tonight but my my point is is that that they just didn't know to watch and pray i know that we've prayed over this property and you know i'm not up here being prideful saying nothing's ever that 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 come something couldn't slip in but we we there's things we can do we've prayed over this property and say nobody will ever get hurt we prayed over that that's that place that we built saturday i did and pastor and said there will not be a child ever hurt on this you just cannot i'm just refuse it we bind it up we take authority over it we do that every spring at our pool in our home we say we say no one will ever be hurt in this pool. No one will ever have calamity or tragedy here. And there's, there's that watchman prayer uh, where you can catch things in the spirit and, uh, you know, so forth. And then also where, where Diane and Lynn are concerned, and, of course, now their son and daughter-in-law are Church of Christ, so they didn't know anything either. But, uh, but Lynn and Diane are Baptist, and... and I told pastor, I said, you know, if it had been one of these people in the church or something, God forbid that, but they would have been down there saying, you will not die. You come back in Jesus' name. And, or if it had been somebody you just were with and you wasn't even your family, but you would have been down there and you would have been calling that person back and calling those brain cells back to life and calling, you would have been speaking to that heart to start again and hallelujah, but they just have no concept of that. Absolutely no concept. Concept. And the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So these things are important. It's important that we watch and pray, that we keep our children, our loved ones covered with the blood, clear the path before them, pray traveling, uh, pray for them when they're traveling, but not just when they're traveling because Tuscaloosa is a dangerous place. I mean, this just traveling on these roads can be dangerous. It's not just when you get on the highway. Like we used to, when we lived in Seagraves, you would have had to stand in the middle of the road to get run over and, and ask them to, you would have had to ask them to hit you, you know. And so we only prayed over those things when we went somewhere. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let's start at the beginning and talk about Adam's assignment. His assignment was to keep or protect the garden or to keep the serpent out. We talked about some of this last week. You are assigned to your garden, to your spouse, to your children, to your workplace, to your school, to your neighborhood, and to your church. If there is no gardener, there will be no garden. And we have now, instead of the Garden of Eden like Adam had, we have heaven on earth. God has promised us heaven on earth. If we have a beautiful garden, it'll be because we're gardeners. If our lives are beautiful, it'll be because we have good gardeners. We, we are good gardeners. And we, hallelujah, praise God. If we have a weed patch and have a bunch of problems, it's because we're not good gardeners. We're not gardening properly. Or maybe we're not gardening enough. You know, some people go out in the spring in our neighborhood and they garden, garden, garden once a year, but they don't garden again. And it takes constant upkeep. Hallelujah. And so um, 
We have to be gardeners like Adam was There's the, during seasons of harvest. And right now we're in a wonderful season of the Lord in, in this church. I don't know if y'all know it, but there's some things moving. And hallelujah. And it's during the seasons of harvest where we have to have watchmen. It necessitates watchmen. Satan wants to steal the harvest. He wanted to steal the word tonight. Hallelujah. He wants to steal. Uh, uh, hallelujah. He wants to steal healings. He wants to steal the gift gifts of the spirit he wants to steal our unity he wants to steal hallelujah thank you jesus the atmosphere john 10 10 says the thief comes to steal and isaiah 62 6 let's go there hallelujah and you know i know that this is a balanced teaching because we're not to be walking around devil conscious all the time. We're to be Christ conscious. But on the other hand, we also have to be aware of our surroundings at all times. And we have to be tuned in to the Holy Ghost. I know Keith Moore always tells a story about a woman that she went somewhere to some part of town to witness and she got mugged. And she was very, very upset about being mugged. She was so upset about it. So upset. And she was, Brother Keith, I don't understand. I prayed Psalm 91 before I went. He said, well, now, now, wait a minute. He said, did you, was there anything in you? Did, did God try to tell you anything before she went? She said, well, I kind of felt a little like I wasn't supposed to go, but I thought that was just fear. And so, you know, training ourselves to discern those things. But I tell you what, you know, if you have a wondering whether you're supposed to go, don't blast on past it. Sit down and wait a while and see if it passes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Keith Almore also talks about how that sometimes he'll just feel like They'll, they'll be planning to go somewhere, him and Phyllis. And, they'll, and he'll be just like, well, let's just sit down here a minute. And he'll just sit down in the chair in his living room. And he'll just sit there, might pray a little, but maybe just sit there and kind of meditate. And he said, there's been times when we just never ended up going. Even though we'd planned it maybe for two or three days. We just never ended up going. But sometimes, he said, after we waited a while, we'd get up and we'd say, okay, let's go now. Hallelujah. And sometimes that's how God steers us around wrecks and situations. And, you know, I know you have, this happens to you sometimes where uh, you come upon, um, you come upon, uh, you come upon wrecks and you 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 missed it because it already happened. It's already cleared. It's already done. It's already over with. And you weren't there. And many times you may be aware that, that God sent you another way or had you go back in the house and get something else and, you know, reminded you of something or had you stop at a store and get a pack of gum or something and you go, why did I even stop at the store to get a pack of gum? But you did and you got delayed and you missed something that you weren't supposed to be at. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love the Lord, don't you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did we read Isaiah 62, 6? I don't think we did. I have set watchmen upon you, walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace. Day nor night, ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not 
silence. I have set watchmen upon your walls, Tuscaloosa County, which shall never hold their peace, day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. Keep not silent. Hallelujah. So we're watchmen in our neighborhoods. Hallelujah. You know, you can root crime out of your neighborhood. You can stop it. Hallelujah. You can, you can uh, release the Holy Spirit and Jesus into your neighborhood. Praise God. Uh, so we watch for, there's two things we watch for. The watchmen of old, this is what they watched for. It was both aggressive, it was both uh, offensive and defensive. Uh, they watched for messengers and they watched for enemies. And when they saw messengers, they informed the gatekeeper to open the gate. And they, have, they were so trained that they would recognize these messengers by their stride. Watchmen can be alerted by God before any concrete evidence. In other words, we don't have to wait till somebody has a, a, a manifestation of a demon to be alerted in our spirit that something's not right there. Hallelujah. Watchmen can be alerted by God before having any concrete evidence. Something just doesn't seem right. They have an uneasiness about, you can have an uneasiness about you. We must not allow this to cause us to be suspicious of everyone. We are innocent. We, we, are, we, we need to look at people like they're innocent unless we have a check. But when we have a check, we don't reason it away. I can't tell you the times that I've reasoned something away God gave me, especially when I was early in my ministry in the church as a young pastor's wife, when I just thought, if, anybody, if I had a check about anybody, I thought I was wrong. I thought, whoa, that's just you. That's just a personality clash or something like that. But it's not. It's the Holy Ghost. We need, the Bible says we're to try the spirits and see if they be of God. I want to remind, remember the Paul, remember Paul, uh, this little girl started following him around saying, oh, these are men of God. Hallelujah. But she didn't have a right spirit, and he turned cast the devil out of her after about three days. Well, it was important that he not let, you know, if he had let her be his advertisement in that city, it would have ruined his testimony. Because she, uh, she was a, uh, well, I don't know what you'd call it, but she was into witchcraft and the occult. Hallelujah. Let's go to Acts 20. Praise God. We're not going to be here long. I'm going to dismiss you. Pretty quick, I think. Acts 20, verse 28. Acts 20, 28. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves, to all the flock, and over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, uh, to feed the flock of God. So there's, this, is a, this is a call for pastors, uh, and, and, and you know, is to, to be overseers, to watch over the flock, not only to feed them, but to be an overseer over them. And there is a protection in the local church. As you submit to, the, uh, to authority, you, you walk under a protection that you do not have if you are outside of the local church. God created it to be that way. He, the, the local church is a powerful entity we've never understood. We felt like, oh, it's okay if I'm a part or if I'm not a part, but it's important that people be in a local church. Paul, uh, when the man was in um, sexual sin, Paul said, I want, actually it was incest, uh, he, said, I, he said, I want you to put him out of the church so for the destruction of his flesh. 
so that his soul can be saved. And 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 uh, uh, the the point of that, and me bringing that up, is is that when you're in the church, many times you walk under a protection you don't deserve, which is what we like. We don't want what we deserve. We want mercy, and so. Uh, but Paul said, no, you got to put him out of the church or the enemy won't even be able to get to him. Hallelujah. We don't practice that much anymore in churches, but that is the way God uh, wants it to be, that we do not let uh, perversion like that stay in the church and fellowship with us and among us. Hallelujah. Praise God. The, in the NIV, it says, keep watch. And this is a job that pastors have. Pastors should be overseers of the flock. Other people in the church are watchmen also. And sometimes people are called to be watchmen for nations, even if you don't live in that nation. Certainly every one of us that lives in this nation, in some sense of the word, to some degree or of another, we are called to be watchmen over our nation and to watch and pray, to, to be aware of things that are going on, to pray, to pray. Best thing to hear the Holy Ghost. Best thing not to hear that two airplanes flew into two towers and then say, oh, let's pray. The whole church did that. Best thing to be on top of it beforehand. And I believe there were prayers that were on top of it and that's why so many people were, were saved. You know, for the magnitude of the of this tragedy for the magnitude of what happened very few people died really I mean compared because it could have been into the thousands or hundred thousand and 2,500 I don't even remember how many almost 3,000 people died so that that was a very small number I believe there were some intercessors that caught that and saw that and I know that there have been things that you have caught and that you have stopped in your family and then the best thing is to say well man I saw a car wreck and but it never happened that's the best way to be it's like see it and it never happens sometimes we're kind of disappointed that our prayers work and it's but that's not weird but we're to be praise God it worked hallelujah praise God praise God hallelujah so some people are assigned to be individual to individual persons. Sometimes when we're assigned to individuals, it can be long-term or it can be a temporary assignment. Hallelujah. And sometimes we don't even have to know who they are. I remember hearing Lynn Hammond say that she got a name one time in prayer and for several years, like two years, she prayed for this name. And then one day, and sometimes God doesn't let us know what happened or who it was, but then after about two or three years, she heard uh, this name because it was a first and last name on the news and it was, uh, uh, it was a soldier in Iraq. Hallelujah. And, that, and she said it was very thrilling to her. He wasn't hurt or anything. He was just, it was like, you know, when they interview a soldier. And so she, she knew that he was there and that she had been praying for him. Sometimes we have assignments to cities and to governments. Sometimes sit, there's people that have, that have actually taken on Hollywood. And they're praying over Hollywood. There's people that have taken on Washington, D.C., and there are people that literally go and go to those places and pray just for the purpose of prayer and go into the Capitol or go into the Pentagon and, and, and just go in there to pray. Ruth Ward Heflin was one that got, I don't know how she had an inside track, if you read her books, into the Pentagon. Uh, she had a connection somehow. And she would go in and she would not only pray, she would 
praise God and dance in the Holy Ghost in the Pentagon. You know, very subtly, very quietly. I'm not talking about, you know, invite all the five-star generals out and, you know, <laughs> get well. I'm talking about in a subtle way, you know, in a, in a private place. She would, she would do those things. And it's the same within the Capitol. And she never missed a presidential inauguration. Her family actually lived in Virginia. She was raised in Virginia. And she never, until she died, she never missed a presidential inauguration. Her family took it on as uh, it was their responsibility to pray. And she got invited of four great men in other nations and kings. And I know one of the nations that she actually met with the the prince or something was Nepal. And uh, hallelujah. And you, it's just fun to read her book and how God brought her. The Bible says he, your gift will make room for you and it bring you before great men. Hallelujah. So we, but, but, but we don't get there if we haven't practiced these things in our neighborhood and over our home. You know, you have a, I used to just pray around my property line and now I've got an expanded vision. I've got my whole neighborhood hit in place that they're, we're not having, we're going to not have crime we're not having vandalism and those are the things we're speaking and we can grow in our authority in those things where we have more effect but we can also and we can grow in our revelation of how to pray over those things amen hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah Thank you, Lord. So churches, neighborhoods. The Bible says, remember in Genesis 4, 9, where uh, uh, Cain, uh, Cain asked God, he said, am I my brother's keeper? And the implication is what? Although God did not answer him, what is the implication of am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are your brother's keeper. And so... Uh, Hallelujah. And who are, and they asked Jesus. They said, Your brother and your mother and are, are here. And he says, Who is my mother and brother but those that do the will of God? And so we are not only to watch for our blood relatives and be watchers for them, probably some of them to more degree than another than other, but and you have to be led by the Spirit, or you could literally not get it all done. Hallelujah. But if we all do what we're assigned to, to do, it will all get done. But we are also are the keepers of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Hallelujah. And we have to be willing to get up in the night if need be to take care of something. Hallelujah. We have to be willing to have, you know, sleep is a precious thing. Very precious. I li I've always liked sleep a lot. Always needed about nine hours, really. Eight's a minimum and nine is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even when I was a kid, you know, it's like I, you didn't have to tell Debbie to go to bed. Went to bed at 10 and at 730 that morning, I still didn't want to get up. And I don't know why. It's just something about my makeup or something. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I remember one time waking up and it was like time five minutes till school started. My mom had left and, you know, and left me in the bed. I guess I wouldn't get up. I don't know. And uh, that was when my daddy was a teacher at junior high and in Seagraves. And, and uh, he was my first period teacher in seventh grade. Oh, I tell you, I was, I was nauseated every morning for a year. Hallelujah. Not that I didn't love my daddy, but uh, he, was, he was always harder on me than the other kids. And um, so, um, and, you know, hallelujah. There was no boyfriends because he'd paddled every one of them. <laughs> yeah. He had a 
uh, football team study hall in the afternoon. The football players were in his study hall. And that was just about every kid in school that was in the, on the football team. And uh, at some point or another, they'd all had licks from Mr. Newcomb. So it was like there wasn't any of them going to pay Hallelujah <laughs> come around. They were scared of Mr. Newcomb. And uh, my daddy puts out an aura of authority that would, uh, uh, that, that, <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. So anyway, um, but I remember thinking, oh, my, my life is over. My life is, I know I'm late to school. You know, you'd have thought I had done something. I'd robbed the school lunchroom or something. I felt that scared about it. And so, but I walked into the, and you know, you just go straight to the office. You don't even go to your classroom. Just go straight to the office because you know what you got to do. And I walked in and I remember it was so amazing. Mr. Willingham didn't even say why you're late. He just wrote out a slip and handed it to me. And I'm like, man, there is there is a, there is one good thing about having your parents as a teacher. There is one good thing. He didn't even ask why. You're late. Hallelujah. So I'll praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So uh, we are our brother's keeper. If we're going to have God's best, we have to pay attention. We have to hear something must come first. And that's listening. Watchmen dis or have to discipline themselves not to spend all of their time praying on their own concerns. You know, when you were a baby Christian, all you prayed about was your stuff. Hallelujah. And then you got where you branched out a little, and you might even pray for your husband every once in a while. Hallelujah. And then you branched out a little and prayed for some other people. But now we've grown up in God. And also, we know who we are, and we're not... You know, when I first got saved, I was scared and I had to keep myself prayed up just to you know I didn't know anything and I didn't but now we know what we walk in hallelujah um, I truly believe if I pray how the spirit leads me he will honor that in my life and that in other words, if I will do labor for him, if I will work for him and pray what he prays, there's a lot of prayers. Not that I don't have to keep covered and all that, and I, not that I don't have to, but there's a lot of things that I just want that I'm not going to have to spend long hours praying about that he's just going to send my way. Do y'all believe that's correct? There, let me give you some ways you might be alerted to pray. Sometimes we're alerted to pray by seeing someone who reminds us of somebody else. See, do we, are y'all picking up on that? I know that's kind of, I'm just learning to be picking up on that. Sometimes we see the name of someone or a similar name, and it, it reminds us of someone and to pray for them. We start thinking about someone we have not seen in years. Have you, you know, I think that we don't understand how much we have the mind of Christ. Praise God. Proverbs 29, 18. And we're ending with this. Because it's my last scripture. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there is no watchman, that same word vision there, 
is that same word that is translated watchman in other places, where there is no seeing. Actually, the word where vision is seeing, and it's the same word as watchman. Where there is no seeing, the people perish. Perish there means to be uncovered, to make bare or naked. Hallelujah. Let's pray tonight. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord God, your word does not return void. Thank you, Lord God, that it will accomplish in our lives what you've sent it to accomplish. Lord, we desire to be sensitive to your spirit. Lord, we desire to be watchmen on your wall. We desire, Lord, to cover. We, like, we desire to, to cover our friends, our loved ones, our relatives. We, Lord, desire to be, to be a part of helping our nation turn to righteousness and to be safe and to be secure and to be prosperous. And we, Lord, we ask you to help us, Lord. We, we ask for utterance in prayer. We ask you, Father, to teach us to be more accurate in prayer, to hit the mark, to hit the mark in prayer. Oh, we thank you, Lord. As wives, we desire to be helpers and covers of our husband. As husbands, I know they desire to protect and cover their wives. It's just, it's in us, God, to be protective of our children. And so, Lord, thank you for the supernatural equipment to do so, that we don't do it by the flesh, and we don't do it with a fearful attitude. We don't do it with, uh, you know, over-concern and over-protectiveness, but in faith and total security and total trust in you. We speak the name of Jesus. We speak and 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 and. and Proclaim the blood of Jesus. Lord, we speak and declare the word of God. And that each and every day we be led by the Spirit. And thank you, Father, that even the time that we have, even though sometimes it might seem limited, Lord, you always it's always enough because your grace is sufficient for us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, even... Lord, those that get up early, Lord, there's a way in the ride to work. There's a way, uh, Lord, just in the time. Lord, help us to spend our time wisely to redeem the time in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. And, Lord, we want to grow in our sensitivity. We want to grow, Lord God, so that we hear your voice more accurately and more clearly. And we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Pastor.